remember the first time. So here's what happened the first time. Uh, you interviewed Joe Justice, right? You had him on your channel. Yeah. 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 So he came down uh, for that Tesla week and him and I went out the night before with our wives and he got me so freaking drunk, Lars. I was so <laughs> freaking drunk. I The next day I was completely worthless and I'm like, I have to feel better. I have to feel better. And then the, the time was, I'm like, okay, I have to like, I have to feel better. And then it just, it never happened. So I'm like, oh my God, I felt terrible then. And then uh, when we're, we visited our friends in Orlando after uh giga texas and uh our plane got delayed 11 hours so, so th there was like a oh. part that we're waiting for a part or something and it never arrived and i'm like let's just freaking move this to the next day like this is insane so that was the second time but finally the third time we made it <laughs> yeah. we're here now third, uh, so i appreciate your patience man that's right <laughs> i really appreciate you your patience if you don't want to talk just just let me know okay <laughs> no i do want to of course <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to cancel on me all the time. <laughs> man the universe was just so like oh my god but yeah man it was uh it was a really good time and and uh, with with Joe, at least when I was out there talking to him and all that stuff. But yeah, man, I, I was really much looking forward to speaking with you. You're somebody that I've been watching for for quite a while, actually. Uh, you're you're one of like the primary Tesla channels out there for sure that I know people follow. And I really like watching your channel to gain your insights uh, from your perspective. But what I also find interesting from from your side is the fact that you're really close, uh, if not in the market where Tesla appears to have the largest uh, market share as well as the largest growth of EVs in the world, you know, and that I think that's a very unique place. So we'll love to pick your brain about that. Um, and then wherever the, else the conversation takes us as well. So thank you so much for making the time. And I really, I really appreciate you. Seriously. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're well, welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. For Absolutely. <laughs> um, so how, how, how are you doing? How's your day going so far? How's the channel? Uh, how's, uh, how long have you been doing this for? It's been a while now, right? Yeah. Uh, I started in, summer 2019 okay um just just after i bought my tesla um actually because you know, <laughs> i i bought a tesla and every party i was at it was like me driving people around in my tesla that okay. was everything i did at every party i went to and uh, then i watched the earnings call from i think it was q2 2019 mm -hmm. where elon and all the other guys andrew and they, they talked about what can we do about all this uh, disinformation and thought that's out there Mm -hmm. And they said what, what the guy was asking the question, but he's also talked about, he was always talking to his friends about Tesla and EVs in general and stuff like that. And they said, that is the best thing we can do, spread the word. And mm -hmm. uh, I thought, okay, I can try to do that. So I did that since, um, yeah, I think I, my first video was July 2019, but I still had a day job and everything there at that time. So I didn't do much in, in the first half of that year. But then mm -hmm. in 2020, I got kicked home from work because of COVID. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I was in a travel business. So, yeah, we got hit hard. So I was sent home and then I just started making videos. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going really good right now. <laughs> and uh, the day has been perfect. We had the first, like, summer day here in Denmark <laughs> in a long nice. time. And, and we don't have, like, great summers here. So, uh, yeah, just been outside all day with the kids picked them up early and had some fun and made some barbecues on their terrace tonight and had a little bit of white wine. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's yeah, beautiful. Been a great day. 
<laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's my wife and I have been wanting to visit that that part of the world for a while. Uh, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, sort of the Scandinavian countries. So um, I'm very much yeah. uh, f- looking forward to visiting that part of the world. Um, did you ever expect yourselves to be in this? Like, say, let's you know, let's say when you started your channel, did you envision your channel to be where it's at today? Like, did you see a path for it, or did it kind of take you by surprise? It kind of took me by surprise. Uh, I didn't. I thought I would have a lot of time to also learn the craftsmanship of making movies. Um, also, because English is not my native tongue so uh, mm. i thought i would have some time to get used to being on the screen and making movies but the second movie i did got like forty-two thousand views and i was like oh shit people actually <laughs> watching this <laughs> i have i have to do an effort you know panic sets in <laughs> yeah exactly like oh my god people actually watching damn it <laughs> so no i thought i would have a long time and i but then when I got sent home in 2020, I kind of set some goals for me to, to to keep me motivated to do some movies and stuff like that. But I was still at that point searching for jobs. But mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> I, I changed those goals uh, along the way because they became really quickly too small. Uh, and my channel kind of grew pretty fast for what I think is fast. I think... Uh, yeah, for like sure. Seventy-six thousand followers, something like that, right wow. now. For me, that that's like mind blowing. That so many people want to see what what I'm talking about here. <laughs> I'm not just talking about Tesla. You know, <laughs> it feels so weird. And, and people are like, how much is Tesla paying you? No, 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 no. They don't pay anything. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that came by surprise that so many people uh, wanted to hear about Tesla for sure. Yeah. I, 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 one of the most fascinating things about the Tesla community is just how, how incredibly passionate they are about, about everything Tesla. And I think what's, what's really great about your channel is just how like you do your, your stuff is very professional, like, like the way it's, it's edited and the way it's put together, you know, you have that intro screen and it's just like the way you piece together the B roll. And then I know you also have the new segment. Like, it looks like a legit, like a super show. Like you do such a good job with it. Do you do all that work how how do you how do you approach that sort of the making the channel and all the different things that go into it outside of the content yeah uh yeah i just do all that by myself um and yeah that was kind of what in the beginning i wanted to do but didn't know how to do uh Mm. so if you watch some of the first two couple of (laughs) movies i did Please don't. But <laughs> <laughs> everybody, go watch it. Got to get. So, but I wanted to have some kind of little little teaser. I wanted to do an intro and then have some intro music kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but kind of work my way to to get to where what I'm at now, and I'm pretty happy with what I'm what I'm doing now. But I try to progress and get better all the time, uh, and I really wanted to be. Um, something that people sit down and watch and not just, you know, like you, you say, it's very professional, but I just try to make it very, a good production, if you may. For like, sure. Uh, I just, it, I just don't want to sit down and talk to the camera firstly, because I'm not that good at it. So people listening to me now speak would probably You think say, you're not that good at it? Really? I think you're pretty good <laughs> at it, man. No, seriously. I think okay, you're pretty good thanks. at it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> because Normally, I make a script because then I don't have to search for the words and, and, and I don't stutter or whatever. Uh, 
and it's much easier to edit afterwards <laughs> because yeah, I don't make sure. so many mistakes. But I still make mistakes all the time, even when I'm reading my uh, script because it's not my native tongue. So, um, mm-hmm. so I do a lot of mistakes. But but I also just when I'm not I'm not that much on screen. I know many people are writing to me, be more on the screen. Yes, but it's just so much more work <laughs> for me <laughs> to be on the screen. Um, so. Maybe I should have get a you know one of those things you can read the script in front of your well, yeah. teleprompter or tele yeah teleprompter that's right yeah teleprompter yeah exactly uh, maybe I should get one of those but um, but for me it's like okay if I'm not that much on the screen I have to make the production pretty good so mm-hmm. people feel engaged in the movie still and and I do my news episode every Sunday and I try to be as much on screen as possible but I still you know. It's only I read the headline of every news and then I talk about about news off screen because again, much easier for me. So I, but I, I really try to, I really want to make it entertaining as well. Uh, so so that's probably my reasons to to do an intro because many people also get to the point last we don't want that <laughs> intro. We, yeah, I know, but I like it that way. <laughs> yeah. I like to make it a make it a show. So it's informative, it's uh, entertaining, uh, and that's the way I like to make it and the things I like to watch myself. Uh, so I kind of just make it the way I would want to watch it because there are so many um, feelings involved from people and people have so many different uh, things. that Be faster, be more on screen, be off screen. Don't do the test lab, do the test lab yeah, more. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many opinions about how to make uh, a, a YouTube channel a, a show. So I just try to, I, I listen to people if they have some some con- uh, uh, some feedback, some constructive feedback. But otherwise, I just try to tune it out because there are so many opinions that I could change yes. my show every day if I had to listen to them. Like, okay, you want that now? Okay, great, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, so I just try to do it the way I think is, uh, is a nice way of watching it and how I can make it more entertaining and I still be informative. So, uh, yeah. Gotcha. And then I like, I like the, the craftsmanship of making, creating videos. So I like the editing and trying to make new ways of doing it. So I'm trying to evolve that all the time. So hopefully in a couple of years time, I'm, I'm better at it than it's not right. And that's also why I do everything myself. Uh, because I want I want the skills of creating and editing and learning how to do Adobe After Effects and and all those uh, different programs and whatever you use to to create videos. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, that, that, it's a very interesting comment you make about like you the the feedback that you receive from your user base is it, it, it it's always like different from different camps and that's one thing that I'm trying to figure out how to balance with my channel because the way you've described it with you you want to make the content that you are happy about that that you want to create you know and that's something that I think that probably keeps it very fresh for you as well and it doesn't make it into a sort of a grind because that's the one thing I'm always having to balance in my head and like you know, I, I love the feedback that I get and I always get really good advice, but like balancing what I want to do versus what the people would love to see is something that is still still for me because my channel has only be on for like six, seven months or something. Um, it's still a little bit of a challenge because the last thing I want to do is create stuff that people don't want to see, right? But at the same time, yeah. if I'm creating something that I don't want to create, I feel like it's going to make it into a grind. It's going to make it into something that, that stops being a passion, then it becomes work and I yeah. stop working 
working so I can follow my passions. And then if I start working yeah. again, like what the hell is the point? Right. So yeah, how, exactly. what kind of advice do you have for me to like try to strike that balance? Cause I think I'm getting a little bit better, but at the same time, I still, I still find myself like, man, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like what were some things through your uh, discovery process that helped you balance that a little bit? Well, I think definitely the, the advice of, you, you have to care about what your viewers want. But <laughs> I also at the same time want to say, don't care what everybody thinks uh, because mm. it's too much information uh, and you get so much feedback and it's really, really wonderful to get all the feedback. And, and, and many people have also commented me back or wrote me back and said, wow, you actually did do what I told you to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it was good feedback. So I want to do yeah. that. So, but... But there's so much um, feedback from people and opinions. So, again, I, as you said, I, I don't want to turn this into a boring day job because, as, as you said, now I want to follow my passion uh, mm -hmm. because I've been in the travel industry for 14 years before I came here. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of by accident. But I never sat down and thought, what would I really want to do? What would Lars want to do? So, but mm. this just came along and it just became my passion. And, and, and Tesla was kind of my passion outside my work before and now it just became my job. Uh, and I wanted to keep it that way. Uh, so for me, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's really about evolving myself all the time. Mm. Uh, so to, to make sure that I, I take time to to uh, to evolve my skills as a video creator or what mm -hmm. you can say because that makes me happy every day that i learn something new all the time and i can actually i have the luxury of taking the time to dive into something nerdy that i really want to learn about or now I'm writing about the Tesla robot and, <laughs> and mm. I wanted to dive into the whole um, civilization collapse of birth rates. And maybe the robot could, you know, help with that kind of thing that we are missing a lot of workers in the future because of this collapse of, of, um, of our, our society pretty much because of mm. the birth rate. Elon has been talking about it before. Um, and, and for me to, to take the day out and just dive into all of this, I think that's just such a wonderful thing to be able to do that. And that passion really drives the work I do. And maybe also because I don't, I don't do new shows every single day. Firstly, because I don't think I'm, again, I had to be much more on screen and I don't think I'm that good at that. So it takes me a lot more work to, to make a video. I think that many who can just sit down and have a couple of uh, headliners and just talk yeah. about that. I will not be that good at that because it's again, not my native tongue. So, so, so for me to, to have this passion of diving into different subjects and, and I can actually take the time to do that and um, say, okay, every week I have to sit down and spend an hour in Adobe After Effects after effect because i want to learn the skills of having 3d objects in my movies and stuff like that i don't use it very much in my movies right now but at some point i would like to be able to do it much better and make much uh, more grand videos if you can say uh, mm -hmm. I, I tried my first test of going to norway i made a video of going on, on an extreme road trip to norway and tried to get to north cape in the middle of winter mm -hmm. um just because i thought that would be 
uh, very exciting for me. It was not something that I thought, oh, that's going to earn a lot of money because I, I knew I'm going to spend more money than I could ever earn yeah. back on, ma- on making the movie. But for me, it was uh, a very creative and, and fun thing to do. Uh, and it helped my skills as a video creator because I had to be very, uh, I had to improvise out there. I had a drone and I had a GoPro camera and I had my brother-in-law with me. That was kind of it. And then we just went on the road trip. So it was not planned in details. uh, So we kind of had to improvise on the way. But for me, these kind of things that you can, you can just, it's your channel, but you know, it's called best. My channel is called best in tester. So I have to kind of stick to the theme of the channel. People yeah. get a little bit mad if I go too much off of <laughs> the theme of Tesla, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you should talk more about Tesla. And then it shows in, in the views if I do something they don't like. But mm. again, it's like, okay, cool. They didn't like that movie, but I got a lot of joy of making that movie, whatever it mm. might be. Um, so, okay, they can skip this one and we'll talk about Tesla in the next video or whatever. So, so for me, it's, it's much about following your passion, as you say, and, and try to, to evolve yourself as a creator. Uh, and you have that luxury of being able to do that. I find it very fulfilling for me anyway, um, to be able to, to dive into the things I want. And I, and I, for me, it's really not try to listen too much to the, to the critique of the channel that is not grounded in anything other than hate right. or, you know, people, there's a lot of hate out there yeah. uh, when you do stuff like, like we do. And also because we are passionate about something and you have the other camp that's going to be hating on whatever mm-hmm. you do. So I try to block that out um, and just focus on the people that are actually trying to want to help me because I also have people uh, that's not the right way of saying it in English and you spell that wrong and, oh shit damn it but, <laughs> but I, I appreciate all that help uh, right. of, of getting English lessons <laughs> along the way so um, so I really appreciate all the help I get out there uh, right. but I, for me it's really blocking out the bat and, and, and following the passion and, and if people like what you do and you do what you like to do, it is probably just do more of that, do more than what you like, <laughs> because yeah. uh, people seems to be, it seems to be what people want to, to, to see on your channel. Uh, because yeah. sometimes I'd like, I try to please the audience and see, oh, this is a good movie for getting a lot of views and then it flops yeah. totally. And sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I find this very interesting for me. I don't think it's going to do much, but it's just going to shoot off and like, ah, you can't predict it, uh, whatever. Yeah. So for me, it's just follow your passion and, 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 and make the videos you think is, is, um, is good because that's why they follow. follow yeah. You. yeah. That's wonderful advice. I mean, it, it is so true because I, I remember one occasion and I'm not going to say which video I made that was fell into this, into this case, but I made a video that I'm like, okay, like I'm a real YouTuber. Now I have to sit down <laughs> and I have to make a YouTube video. That's going to be amazing. And it's going to get a million views. And then I publish it and it's like nothing. I'm yeah. like, well, okay. <laughs> Lesson learned. Don't do that yeah. ever again, you know? Yeah. And then the videos that I feel like are going to get the least amount of attention are the ones that like do really well or the ones that like people seem to gravitate towards. Cause I think like you talked about that passion shines through that passion, that, yeah. that work that you put into the video shines through. And, and the craziest thing for me, it's like, I never, I never in a million years would have pictured myself in this situation until I got in there. And then I'm like, you know what? 
okay, this is freaking awesome. Like this is super, super <laughs> cool because you create that connection. Dude, I had a chance to go. I was so thankful to go. I went to Giga Texas and I went to TeslaCon as well uh, two weeks ago now. And I got to meet uh, the the community that, that follows YouTube, but also the community that follows my channel in person. And like, it was yeah. so trippy going up to a person and being like, Farzad. I'm like, yeah, hi, what's your name? They're like, oh, you know, I'm Rob or Joe or whatever. It's like, dude, I watch your videos all the time. You do great work. And we were at a bar and literally like person after person that kept coming up and coming up and coming up. So I can't even imagine what kind of crowd you would get if you if you went into the bar. Uh, Sandy Monroe was there. I'm, I'm, you know who Sandy Monroe is, obviously. Dude, he was yeah. mobbed. He could not move. Like he, he yeah. literally like he had to be dragged out of the bar because like people would not leave the guy alone. And uh, yeah. it was such an incredible thing to see. But it's like that connection you make with real people through these videos. I never understood it until I saw those people in person. And then I'm like, oh, these aren't Russian bots that are going in my comments and just making up a comment or algorithm that's making up some sort of comment. It's the real people. You know, have you yeah. have you met any of your uh, sort of fan base or following in person? Uh, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, a little bit. I okay. went down to um, the 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 fair at Giga Berlin. Not the opening mm. party, but there was this uh, fair before uh, the delivery party. I, I think it was the opening party, mm. uh, and I couldn't get in. But I was invited by some other test enthusiasts down there, and we were gathering a couple of uh, people down there and seeing if we could get into the factory. Um, mm. So I just had no expectations and just drove down there, but. It was, of course, a lot of Tesla fans that were gathered. So when we were all kind of staying at the same hotel, so when I got down there, it was like, oh, that is Lars. Like, yeah, <laughs> hi. <laughs> like, I was I was not uh, prepared for, for that kind of attention because yeah. there were suddenly a lot of people that knew who you were. And uh, here in Denmark, I'm unknown. You know, yeah. nobody knows who I'm here, who I am here. <laughs> Uh, so you just sit in your little corner of the world and make videos and it just feels so unreal. The numbers mm. are just numbers on a screen. It's like 90,000 people have watched your show last, uh, the last video made like, oh, that sounds like crazy. I can't even imagine how many yeah. people that is. But yeah. it's just numbers until you kind of, like you say, you meet the people like, shit is people actually watching this and liking yeah. what, I'm, what I'm making. So, but again... I think 50% of my, my viewers are from the U S and mm. I have not been to the U S I've been to the, I would love to go to the, the, the Giga Texas opening party, but didn't have the chance mm. to do that. But, uh, so the, the biggest, the closest thing I've seen is, is the Giga, uh, Berlin. That was, um, where I met a lot of people and also from my own country, I met some, some Danish people down there and they was like, Hey, aren't you last <laughs> Yeah, oh, these people know who I am because <laughs> I, I, I always see, you know, like it's like it's not many people presented that is watching my show from Denmark. But uh, so to meet some Danish people who actually knew who I was was like, wow, people know who I am. <laughs> I'm just sitting here at, at my home office and making YouTube <laughs> videos. So it, it feels so surreal to feel to meet these people. But as you say, the the community is just mind-blowing um friendly or you know you can ask anybody on twitter or whatever even though it's not in person but people tend to be very very nice in the tesla community i've never yeah. actually met people that are 
arrogant, uh, you know, don't want to speak to you or whatever. People are so helpful. Uh-huh. And the same thing goes for the people I have met in, in, in real life. It's like, they're just so passionate and we connect very easy because we have a, a, a common um, a passion about Tesla and things. So, so yeah, we can solve every world problem <laughs> together. <laughs> Seriously. Go, oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so cool. I think that's that that point you just hit is one that I always think about because that was the thing that really like online it for sure feels that way but an in person it's a totally different level of that because once you and I and I'm sure you experienced this in, in Berlin too like I feel like there's just so much common shared experience in the Tesla community like maybe it's not just Tesla but I feel like each of us are connected in some way that you know it's like we, we're passionate about something important I think that's what it is. It's like, we're all passionate about something important. And if you're passionate about something important, you're going to have some sort of variables or things about you that are going to be very core to that sort of like, like you and I might share something we have no idea about, and it might not come in this conversation, but it's there, you know, and that's, then that's how we were brought together in this community. It's not necessarily just Tesla, but it's like some sort of underlying thing about being a human that's bringing us together. And I can't be thinking about that because as Elon and, Tesla continue to grow and they become more and more mainstream. I'm seeing more and more of these people starting to come in, you know, like that yeah. originally maybe weren't paying attention to the to the story or weren't, you know, weren't really sold on what's going on, but they're starting to come in. And I saw that in mass at Giga Texas. Like it was 15,000 people. And it's just like they're just driving like the thing I keep saying is like it's it's a bunch of engineering and machinery in an 11 11 million square foot facility they're all drinking beers looking at these machines and being super happy and celebrating Tesla all together I'm like what the fuck's going on like what is going on what yeah. is happening you know it's, it's it's such an amazing thing to see and are, are you so are you starting to see more newcomers come to your channel because I I think we're about to hit some sort of thing where like i don't know if tesla wasn't necessarily mainstream or elon musk were mainstream but now they're becoming like the center of attention for a lot of people on planet earth like how how, have you thought about that i'm curious to hear your perspective on that if you have one yeah um yeah i've actually (laughs) thought about because when i bought my car like almost three years ago now it was like if you met another Tesla in Denmark, you you would you know wave at each other because yeah. you know <laughs> people you know, stop waving back you. at me here. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> exactly. waving, and someone's like, "What the f- yeah. what the hell is your problem? Why are you waving at?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I like, but yeah. but it's also become because here in Denmark is I, I cannot drive five minutes without seeing Teslas. There are Teslas mm-hmm. everywhere right now. Uh, we mm-hmm. also have a stall right here in in our city and it, Denmark is not a big country. So uh, as soon as there are a couple of thousands uh, testers in the street, you will see them pretty averagely. And I see them all the time and not just one on a, I see multiple testers all the time. So I have stopped waving <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, it has become more mainstream. People are like, why is this guy waving at me? Because you drive a Tesla and I do too. <laughs> we're, we're doing some awesome things here. We're helping Tesla. But yeah. that have kind of changed because now it's just your everyday Joe that just go buy a Tesla that maybe not even know much about the electric car. But, he, but they have been talked so much about that people are starting to know that when you say electric car, people think about Tesla. So they will 
look at Tesla, then we'll look at everything else and find out that Tesla is a pretty good value for money, even though it's an expensive car, and, and people would buy that. And they are not Tesla fans. Where in the beginning, we were all Tesla fans who bought the car. Mm. Because many people thought it was a crappy car or so because of all the disinformation. But and but I, I really feel like what you're saying is that that people and it's gone from but people before we when we waved at people, it was also because like you said, we knew this was something big and something important that Tesla was doing, and the others didn't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and many people still don't uh, and i think that's also why the community is so strong because we have been diving into these numbers and and the whole industry for so many years now and and it's like why can't people see this mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 i still feel that way that the tesla community is so strong because we really truly believe that tesla is doing something extraordinary uh, and it's going to change so many things, uh, especially if you be- believe in the full self-driving and AI and robotics and so on, it's going to be crazy. And and I think that's really what's also is uh, combining the Tesla community. But the Tesla car is becoming much more mainstream now because it's just the best electric car out there. And when people are spending that much money on an electric car, they want they, they do the research is what I find uh, that many people knows about Tesla if they have thought about an electric car. So... It's very easy to see that the waving has gone away. It's become more mainstream. Now it's just another guy driving a Tesla. And he may not be a Tesla fan, but they usually become Tesla fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Are you at all concerned that the sort of culture that the Tesla community has created because of that sort of special nature of why we came together? Do you think that that will like, uh, kind of go down over time, meaning that it becomes more sort of like, I don't know, like a BMW or a Mercedes type thing where there's like very, very tiny amount of people that are super passionate, but like 89, 90% of the shoppers are just cross, you know, like, and and the one analogy I think about is like Apple, for example. So Apple, Mm, I remember before, you know, with the Mac, when Steve Jobs was alive and when the iPhone and iPad were sort of newish devices, um, I feel like like Apple, you know, I'm sure like we're not annoying to ourselves, but I'm sure people outside of the Tesla community, they're like, oh, my God, here comes another freaking Tesla guy, you know? Oh, my God. And I'm super self-aware of that, you know, like I understand and I get it. That's why I've stopped talking about Tesla unless someone else brings it up. Like I wait for you to bring it up. If you bring it up, I'll talk your ear off. If you don't bring it up, I'm going to talk about (laughs) sports or cooking or something because I know how I get. So, but it reminds me of that Apple thing, right? But now Apple, you think about it now, it's kind of way more way more mainstream way more that sort of special i feel at least in my opinion that special thing that made apple what it was before has become less so and part of it could be argued is because maybe the innovation is not there as much anymore you know you think about apple products i don't know if you agree with this but i feel like apple products Mm -hmm. have sort of they've become much more um like uh step-by-step changes instead of like look at this brand new technology that's going to blow your mind look at Mm -hmm. this brand new tech right um do you yeah. think about, are you afraid that that's going to happen to Tesla as well? Or do you think it's, do you think it's tied to something else? Uh, you could be afraid that it would happen, but I don't think it will. Um, because I believe that the culture that Tesla has made or Elon has made or whatever, uh, and you've been part of that. So maybe you can answer that. But, uh, but I think the, the innovation is what is built into the core of Tesla. 
Uh, like Elon says, the only thing that matters is the pace of innovation. Uh, I don't think that has been the core of Apple um, mm. ever. Uh, they have done some really truly innovation innovative things, mm. but uh, but they have not have had a like Steve Jobs was was a great visionary, but he was not like Elon Musk in my opinion a because he's a yeah, yeah he he uh, well Elon Musk is an engineer by heart and he's really just trying to do the right thing in my opinion and he knows that if you don't innovate you're going to be disrupted by somebody so and also that's why he has you know opened the patent because it doesn't matter because if they copy that patent next year it's going to be a totally brand new car underneath people won't yeah. notice but it, it's a brand new car so uh, i think tesla is in another position where i don't think they've I think they will continue to innovate uh, because that is what they do. That is the core of their business is to be innovative. That is why some people say, oh, don't, don't, don't worry about the robot or the AI. Just focus on your cars. But I think, you know, Tesla has always been a tech company. And, mm. and they, they make cars and they started with making cars and software. Uh, but they, they are just a bunch of the best engineers on the planet. Uh, and they have a, a kind of, you know, culture of innovating is a must here. And I could only imagine how it would be to work there and have that um, uh, almost a kind of a, you're, you're giving the power to, you can go buy a machine if you need to, you can change things you want to, you don't even have to ask your manager or whatever. So I think yeah. that that excitement that people must have at Tesla saying, I can actually change stuff at this grand thing. Uh, you don't have that in any other company. And I think that's really what drives Tesla because everybody, I don't know, but everybody should be excited to work at Tesla. And I hope yeah. they are because I hope they know what they are a part of. Uh, and, 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 I, and I believe they also have this excitement to go to work because maybe I can come up with a great new idea that changes yeah. something like, uh, Joe Justice talked about the the change the the charging of the car in three hours and put it into production straight away. It's like whoa, yeah. <laughs> nobody else does anything like that. So I think I think the only thing that could really hurt Tesla is if Elon was not here anymore, uh, mm. because I think it's it's built into Tesla now that they will continue to innovate and they have so many brilliant minds Tesla. So I don't think that would change that they will innovate. But I think the followers could could be be less if, if Elon is not there because he is kind of becoming like a cult figure and people want to see him on the stage when they are like in, in Giga Tesla. Uh, it, it shouldn't crying. be somebody else. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but still, it, it, because he's not the best person, what are you going the best speaker. Uh, right. He's not, yeah, if you what's um tim cook on, on presentation of apple or anything they are w very very good at presenta presenting the stuff they're doing elon it takes a long time there's a lot of earth and butts and but because i don't think they practice very much i, I don't know but i don't think they practice but, at all <laughs> yeah no, exactly so yeah and, and he's not the best speaker or presenter pretender pres what do you call that presenter yeah, yeah yeah public speaker presenter, thank you yeah yeah so so because that's not in his nature but but 
everybody wants to see him on stage and hear it mm. from him. Um, so, so I think some of the the followers might be hurt if Elon was not there. But I think the innovation will still continue because that's just the core of Tesla and how everything is tuned to Tesla right now. So I think it would take many, many, many years for that to change. And maybe uh, they will become kind of Apple, if we can use them as an example, sure. that, that is more about profits. Because right now it doesn't seem to be at all about profits for Tesla. It's about the mission. Uh, so, and I th- think that is just built into Tesla. So I think that will continue to be you know, the way forward. So I don't think they're going to be not innovating in, in 10 years time because they care too much about their profits because that's just yeah. not who Elon is and how he's built his company. So, yeah, yeah. no, so that's a, that that's sense. a great take. And I really appreciate that because I think the way you've linked sort of the, the culture to the innovation is really the driver to that, I think makes a ton of sense. And I, and I can confirm that, I mean, having worked there for four years, like that, that even when I left, that was very much what was driving every decision that was being made. It's like, we got to get better every single day. We got to innovate. We always got to be uh, one step ahead, at least one step ahead of the curve. Um, and so as yeah. long as, as long as that survives, um, I do think as long as Elon's there, I agree with you. I do think a hundred percent that that will continue. And the next generation of leadership will probably do that as well. I, I do really like, mm. I think, I think what Tesla has done such a good job about is, is or le- really Elon specifically, he surrounded himself with such a good leadership group. I mean, it w- it blew me away that first uh, one of those quarterly calls where he really started involving your Drews and your Zachs, and uh, I know Jerome was on before he left the company, and other folks that are part of that leadership group to really give their two cents. I think it really, and then a battery day and AI day, he brought everybody on, and he allowed everybody else to talk about what they're working on. Really gave you a full picture that hey, like this guy. It doesn't just know what he's doing, but he also knows how to build teams. And I feel like if you get to mm-hmm. a point like a Tesla or, or a SpaceX or a company like that, where you're doing that many great things uh, at such a light, large scale, and you're still speeding up uh, how fast you're innovating, one, I don't care how one man, how smart they are, it's impossible to do with one person. You have to have yeah. a really competent team. And so if we think that yeah. Elon's going to be around, say, I don't know, say 10 years, 20 years, however long he wants to be around uh, and involved with Tesla, I think if you take that time scale and then probably add, say, another five to 10 years of that sort of second generation leadership group, we'll probably retain that level of innovation. But I think after that, we'll see. But who knows? I mean, that's still to your point. That's God knows how many years away. Like, it just feels like this is just getting started still. And that's the weird and, thing and about this whole thing. Yeah, I, I think that's also one of the things that, like, what, what in 10 years time, but as you say, they're just getting started. And people, mm. many people I know still think of them as a, just a car company. Right. So, so <laughs> the, the part of being a part of the community and you feel like you're so bonded because we understand what Tesla is and the other people still think they're a car company. So right. I think when when they start to evolve with the the full self driving and the ai and robotics they, they're going to be taken up to a whole new level by not just us the tester followers and the tester fans but by society in general so i think the followers could be become much greater than they even are today because people are actually realizing oh my god i understand what tesla is now and yeah. what they are actually doing and i have made you know videos about how big this could actually become yep. if we look like, like you know have no limits uh, if they become the leader in ai and robotics because that's just huge market and, and combine that with 
Elon owning SpaceX and stuff like that. I think there's so so many cool things to look forward to uh, yeah. with Elon's companies that I don't think we're going to be tired in 10 years of talking about Tesla and SpaceX and Boeing company and Neuralink and all the cool stuff that Elon has uh, has started. So, so I think, sure. I don't think that the followers are going to go away or the innovative is, uh, innovations is, uh, is dropping anytime soon. It's definitely not as long as Elon is around mm -hmm. and pushing everything in that direction. Yeah. Talking about robotics, um, does it concern you at all? Like, do you, so let me kind of walk you through what, what I've been thinking about the robotics piece. And I've sort of made videos about this too. I think, I think the, the, the idea behind having, uh, unlimited labor, essentially, you know, if you really if you extrapolate out the bot to what it's true potential in AI and those things, unlimited, unlimited label, labor, ability to create things and services, uh, at an unlimited sort of pace. Um, my biggest concern is, uh, what are humans supposed to do then? Right? Like what, what, are, what's our purpose, you know? And I think, and sort of my, my journey right now with, you know, f being in a position where I can follow my passions and really go after what I, what I really want, um, is, is a blessing and it's amazing. And I would have been for the word of world, but I'm curious to see what that looks like when say 8 billion people have that same exact opportunity. And I'm trying yeah. to sit down and figure out like, what are the implications of that? If like everybody has everything they ever want, wanted uh in front of them or at least the bare necessities or things that give them a you know certain standard of living what what else will people do to gain uh satisfaction to gain sort of some sort of idea or you know some sort of feeling that that, that, that they want to be alive right like that's sort of what i'm taking it and i have you th like have you thought about that are you concerned about that future at all are you more optimistic than pessimistic or do you feel like we're going to figure it out i'm curious to hear your thoughts about that a little bit more yeah um, yeah, well, I'm very optimistic guy. So, okay. um, so of course, uh, I think it's, we're going to work it all out because I, like, like you say, I follow my passion now and I'm not doing what people would probably, most of my family don't see as traditional work. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, so I think, yeah, I think we're going to have to kind of reinvent what you think of when you say who is facade who is last uh, right now i'm i'm still you know the guy that makes youtube videos uh, and we are still connected or we're still you know you are pretty much what you do in in many sense like what do you do i know i'm a lawyer oh okay i know who you are kind of and and it becomes your mm -hmm. part of your personality your job but if, if the job is not there anymore i think is there's going to be some yeah i don't think people really have understand their implications if we solve this and have these humanoid robots uh, as you say we're going to have an abundance of everything uh, and and i think we have to figure out as you say what is the purpose of life? It's not like we have to figure out why did life start or anything. Just what is the purpose of your life? Uh, I think yeah. that's going to be a, a much bigger topic, but it's not something that we have ever thought about. Or many mm. people, I don't think, have sat down and think, what is the meaning of my life? What do you want to get out of my life if it's not about a job? People are not sit down and say, okay, forget my job. What do I want out of life? Uh, but for me, it's like, 
What I want out of life is experiences. Mm. I just want the most out of this life. And to me, it's not a job. I don't really care what my job is. Uh, I have never done because I want to have fun doing my job. I don't want to do something I don't like. But again, it has just been a job. But afterwards, I do a lot of stuff. I have so many hobbies (laughs) that I can't keep up doing all the things that I want to do. And I hope uh, that is the way people are going to feel when we're going to have all the freedom in the world because there's so many cool things to experience and see and try and do and feel or whatever. And I hope that's going to become something that people uh, can sit down and think about. We don't, because what do we have to learn in school other than read and write? And, you know, we still have to learn stuff, but maybe a bigger part of that is also becoming to, to think about, what do you want out of life? What is the purpose of your life? I know this is getting a uh, a bit deep, but I love it. But I really think, but I really think that for me, I'm 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 not afraid of the robots because I'm in this situation. Because mm-hmm. I'm first of all a very optimistic guy. Some would call me naive, but that's okay. <laughs> of course, I am. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just you're but, just very logical in your approach. Uh, probably, uh, yeah. but. But I, but I really, I, I do, I, I like, like sports I played, you know, you name it and I play it. Don't say American football because we don't have that here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've done so much sport and I do so many things still. And there's so many things I still want, but I can't find the time to do all that I really want to try out. I feel like my life is not going to be long enough to try all these things that are out there to be seen and to be tried and i really hope that is what's going to drive us when the robots are here that Mm. we can have the time to go and just live and have fun and enjoy it because we are as even has said a very unique little place in the universe so far we haven't found the aliens yet so 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 far this is a this is the party this is where it's all at this is planet earth and that's where the party's at and and there's so many things so many cool things to do and see. So, uh, but again, when eight billion people have to do it, <laughs> we'll yeah. see how we we're gonna manage that. But I, I hope people will do more of that, dive into themselves, and find out what is it that I want to. Because luckily, we all have different hobbies, and it's not everybody want to stand and do fishing or whatever. Some want to do something entirely different. So I, yeah. I hope there is uh, space enough for everybody. But I think yeah. that's, uh, I'm not afraid of it anyway. But yeah, what I find really interesting there, and sort of like just to keep going on that thought, because I find this extremely fascinating. Because you know, you think about like if the bots, if Tesla's working on the bot, which means which means that it's definitely going to become a reality. So we have to start talking <laughs> about this stuff, right? So so exactly. what's <laughs> very interesting about what you said is like I wonder how much uh, cultural influences from where you grew up. Uh, drive that individual to follow their passions or to have uh, at least be passionate about figuring out what they want to do or following things that are um, hobbies and not something that they have to label themselves by. So I'll use uh, uh, I'll use an example, right? So I've, uh, I've lived in the States since uh, 1999 in the US. I was originally born in Spain. So my parents are both Iranian. They were born in Iran. They moved to Spain in 79. I was born in Spain and lived there for 12 years. Then we came to the States in 99 and I've lived, and I'm, I'm basically an American. I can consider myself an American. Um, and what's really interesting about the American culture and 
people in the comments, you know, tell me if I'm wrong or right, because I would love this to be a bigger discussion at some point um, for humanity, is that American culture, right or wrong, is super focused on you have to be somebody who is bringing value to society, like you have to work. And so when you talked about sort of that, um, you know, people identify themselves by their profession, like I'm a lawyer, you know, when I worked at Tesla, my label was I'm a Tesla employee, I work for Tesla, right. Um, and then if you're in a situation where, where the bot comes in and frees up that need, I'm curious how many people um, have been in this sort of like, I almost want to call it survival mode for really the longest time. If you go back, say 10,000 years or a hundred thousand years, you know, people running away from bears and hiding in caves and building fires and eating as, as, as much as they could. So they don't starve in the winter was a survival mode. And now say for the last, say, you know, a thousand years or whatever, like the last hundred years, even call it, there's still technically a survival mode because people have to work. They have to create value, at least in the United States to have any semblance or of life. Right. Uh, and so if, if humanity has been in that mode for, for this long, and, and I would love to hear the Danish take, cause I, I'm curious to see if this is cultural or a humanity thing. So, you know, the American culture is work, work, work. So now you remove that from humanity's need to serve of survival. Uh, do, do people even know like how to sit down and figure out what, what they're supposed to do? Like, am I just very lucky to have been, been blessed with that sort of, uh, opportunity to dig deep or do we think that it's going to be something that where humanity has to go through some sort of crazy training period to like figure out <laughs> how to not be attached to work or how not to be attached to something where you perceive people are viewing you uh, for, for what you're supposed to be worth. Right. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but uh, does that resonate yeah. with you at all? Like, do you have any sort of insight into that from your perspective? Cause I think those, those are the <clears throat> core kind of discussions that I feel like need to happen today to be prepared for the bot. Because if that stuff's not figured out, boy, are we going to have problems with society? I mean, things are going to get super weird, but I'm curious to hear your take. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be much the same here in Denmark because I, I know people who are, truly identified by their job and if they didn't have that job i don't know what they would do because many of them don't have hobbies or do anything else and, and there are even people that don't have you know kids and families because they've chosen not to have that they're so focused on their career they just just want to do that and if you take that job away yeah i think we're gonna i think many people have to learn to do that um i think it's it's gonna have to be taught like I said, when almost in school, like people have to sit down and talk about what what is there to do as a human here on earth? What is it that people do? Uh, just like, because people forget it, like you said, we have been in survival mode for, for all time, pretty much. But also like I, I do, uh, I'm a former freediver. Um, mm. I've been on, on Danish national team. So I've been very focused on on health and breathing and, and stuff like that, breathing exercises. And I have been teaching people how to breathe many times for many years because people forget how to breathe because yeah. people don't think about how to breathe. They do, And just to teach people to take a big breath of air is actually quite funny or scary, depending how you look at it. But people really don't know how to take a full breath of air. It's mm -hmm. kind of crazy. They do I it up here. Do they don't do it down here, right? They always do it in the chest. Exactly. You got to do it down here. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. They don't use the diaphragm or whatever it's called in English. But but yep. um, so so I can have courses where people I say take a deep all the air in you can and blow in this little um, gate that measure how big your lungs are, and and we can. I have seen people gain sixty <laughs> percent just on learning how to breathe because they only filled up here though, so, and and some forty percent. But it's usually between like 40 to 60% that people are not taking a full breath because people don't know how to do it because people don't sit down and relax and just enjoy the moment. Many people do when they meditate or people that do breathing exercises or whatever, yoga or, or something like that. Because I was also actually at a, uh, at a hospital where I was in a study where they needed some people to hold their breath for six minutes inside an MR scanner uh, with some fluids floating around and they want to see what happens to the brain with little oxygen and stuff like that. But um, uh, what was the point there? <laughs> but, <laughs> You're talking uh, about breathing and and sort of talking about uh, human humanity's purpose when uh, you're removing that survival need and everything like that. Um, yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 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 just teaching people how to breathe was kind of mind boggling to me that people didn't know. But of course, I didn't know mm. myself when I started. Uh, free diving but i've just done it so much that it just became a, a natural thing for me to do and i used it through my career to kind of de-stress myself and be able to push myself even more as a as a salesman and, and so on uh, mm -hmm. and also in in competition uh, as a free diver but to me it's, it's a really good indicator of people just sit in front of their computers and breathe let the body do it automatically they never sit stop and say okay i need five minute break and just make deep slow breath people yeah. kind of never do that and that's why they don't know how to breathe properly and i think people the humanity need to do that process as well we need to learn how to become creative and learn mm. how to enjoy life without job because you can enjoy life without a job because people do retire and still have a kind of a nice life <laughs> because you know, that's kind of how life is probably going to be. You're going to retire, but maybe there's going to be some study we have to do in school or whatever. I, yeah. I don't know. But uh, but I think I mean, people have to be, be taught to sit down uh, on and, and learn how to be creative and how to think of what do you want out of life? Because yeah. now you have everything <laughs> in front of you. What do you want? Yeah. And I think that's uh, something we never do. I think you've hit the nail on the head because if you really think about it now in the age of the smartphone too, like, you know, we still got to work in a, in a sense, but people have gained time with this machine, with the smartphone to sort of pursue, to pursue what they want to pursue, right? You have a thing that's giving you a ton of information. You have YouTube videos. We have your channel, which everybody should be watching best in Tesla. If you haven't <laughs> subscribed yet, go subscribe, but they have a, they have a cell phone. They have a device that, that allows them to fill up their time. And now we have this growing, I don't know if this is the case in Denmark too, but in the U S we have this growing epidemic of anxiety and depression because of how much time people are choosing to be anxious, to be worrying about something, you know? And I think the, the sort of, 
point you made around we have to like almost be taught how to <laughs> how to relax and how to enjoy life needs to be needs to become a gigantic focus and and what's interesting is as the bot ramps and as tesla and elon and whatever other pieces are part of it as they go through that sort of um you know, innovation period of getting this thing to where it needs to be, where labor is going to be replaced. Um, I wonder if, if somebody, if nobody has sort of figured this out yet, I wonder how closely they're going to be part of this, of that solution as well. So they know that freeing up labor is going to be great for humanity, but if humanity ends up self-destructing through anxiety and depression, because they don't know how to relax, I wonder if then Elon and Tesla and, and whatever other company, Neuralink, who knows, maybe this is Neuralink's end goal. You know, I'm yeah. curious if, if the want to become part of that as well but it's just such a fascinating I, I feel like it's not being talked about enough i don't know i don't know if you agree but like i feel like it seems very far-fetched but it seems like such a fundamental important existential thing that we have to figure out how to solve once this thing is in place because if we don't that's another downfall of the species potentially is that you introduce a great thing but then if you don't know how to figure yeah. out the other side we're gonna have a problem you yeah, know? there could be a lot of chaos because people don't know what to do. And right. we see that in society as well, that when people are bored, some tend to do some stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like we have, you know, young people that are bored and they do crimes and stuff because they're bored. But, yeah. and I, I think it's a very interesting thing about the smartphone and the, the whole social media and, but also that, uh, that news and mainstream media is about you know, the bad stuff that is happening. It's all about death and war and crime because yeah. it's click worthy and stuff like that. And I hope maybe uh, uh, mainstream media, no, not mainstream media, sorry, uh, social media like YouTube here, uh, yeah. where you and I can sit down and talk about things and we can share thoughts. And I'm actually very conscious about the things I talk about in my new show because I don't want to talk about all the, the war and the crime. I want to talk about the good things that are happening because so many good things are happening out there and i can't believe that people are not talking about you know spacex and their starship rockets and they put humans back in space in america and stuff like that is that yeah so such amazing things and like the danish mainstream media they never hardly mention it like how can you not you know they rockets yeah <laughs> sending up it's like Man, I think it's such an amazing thing, and people don't care about it in the mainstream media because it's not click worthy. It doesn't. If it blew up, everybody would talk about yeah. it, but it didn't. So it's not really interesting, and that's when I think it's the most interesting. So hopefully, social media can also have that uh, role to play that we can get away from all the fear that we see and that's controlled by to to learn about all the amazing stuff that's out there. Um, because you can watch YouTube videos about walks in Norway or whatever and see, oh man, I want to go there. Well, when the robots are here, you have the time to do that. We yeah. travel around the world. Maybe this will even, you know, get people away from the screen and back out in nature and experience stuff and travel the world and maybe not urbanize as much as we do and go into the big cities and everybody will cram them there because that's where the jobs and everything is. Now maybe people take their robot and go live in the mountains or whatever, uh, in the jungle or whatever people want. But yeah. maybe we will see a very different society at that point. And maybe that will be very good for us because as you know, like 
they, they say it's so bad for us with the social media and the addiction we have to to watching all this and the likes and the dislikes and all that. So maybe this could. But again, I think it's something we have to, like you say, it's something we have to talk about and be taught to do because we are so spellbound by the way society works today. And we all moving into cities, like it's almost like 60% or something that is uh, urbanized today compared to like 60 years ago, which were like 30%. So, so we're all moving into the big cities, but when there's no more jobs in there, do people still want to go into that or do they right. want to go back into nature? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like but, people yeah. really much rather be sort of, we need some space in between us. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan, but he's a very popular, uh, podcaster here in the States at least. Yeah. And, uh, he always talks about that. Like humans seem to be like, if you start cramming people together in one space, they go crazy. You know, uh, you look at, you know, we're having some New York, LA, San Francisco. These are amazing cities in the States, beautiful cities. I've visited all three of them. New York is one of my favorite cities of all time. Freaking love New York so much, but it's, it has issues, especially now since the whole COVID thing happened and you know, there's, there's crime and homelessness and stuff like that. And you have people cramped. And if you go there, when, when that's happening, we visited, uh, shortly, people are just, ah, oh man, like they're just, uh, stressed out. You know, when you get everybody together on top of each other, people, people are stressed out and, uh, it, it's a, it's a fascinating dynamic, but I did want to get back to, uh, the social media point. What, what's your thought about Elon buying, uh, making an attempt to buy Twitter? Have you talked about that at all? Have you thought about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have talked a little bit about it. Um, okay. Yeah, I actually think it's it could be very interesting because I don't think we have ever had a platform where kind of the core of the platform is free speech. Uh, yeah. And many people are worried that people there would be a lot of hatreds and, and stuff like that. But I think people are forgetting that we have laws that pre prevent people from doing that because even though you don't have a platform with free speech, there are things you cannot say in my country, at least, because that would be against the law and you would be get a penalty or go to jail or whatever. If mm -hmm. you are too racist or tell people to kill somebody or whatever, you can't do stuff like that. Right. Not even on a platform that would promote uh, freedom of speech. Um, but I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be Twitter or not, but it doesn't really matter in, in my opinion. But I think it could be an interesting thing to see how that would play out compared to what we have right now, where Twitter is kind of controlling everything. If you say something wrong that Twitter don't like, it may be within the law of the country you're in. But if Twitter don't like it, ban for life. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's your platform. So that's cool. But that is not freedom of speech. And I think what Elon is, is trying to do here. I, I don't know how it's going to work <laughs> and how that would work, but but I think it's a cool idea to have a platform like he says it's it's the town square where people can go down and say whatever they want. But of course, you have to obey the law, so you can't go down and say everybody and that caller should die or whatever. You can't do stuff like that uh, anyway. So mm -hmm. I don't think some of the concerns. I think is is uh, is not uh, grounded in in reality because they forget that there are laws in our countries that prohibit people from doing that. So I think it's pretty interesting, and I think it could be nice to have a place where people can say what they want. Um, 
because we are in a community where where we we like to talk to other people that have the same passion as we do, but it would be not healthy if we didn't listen to Gordon Johnson once in a while, <laughs> whoever it may, <laughs> it may be. Yeah. What is, or maybe not him, but I call other, him my uh, favorite comedian. He's my favorite comedian. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. He's not grounded yeah. in reality anymore, but yeah, some people with other opinions. So I think it's really important to hear other people's opinion, opinions, even though they can, uh, hurt sometimes because they are so yeah. different than you why don't they get it and whatever but it's still um important to get both sides of the story because sometimes it's like oh yeah i never thought of that actually because i'm so in my own little tesla bubble or whatever uh, yeah. so i think it's a good thing to have a, an an open place where people can speak freely uh, and not controlled by you know not government but 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 uh but that's a platform like by twitter yeah. So that that's going to be Twitter's world, and like they control it. So I think it's a, it, it's interesting. I don't know how that will play out, but I think it's nice to have a place where people can speak freely. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think what's also really interesting about this is, um, you know, if we follow the path of disruption that Tesla and Elon are, are going to continue to go through, you know, so uh, if, we, if we agree that Tesla, it's just getting started and they're getting to 20 million cars a year and SpaceX is completely disrupting uh, continue to disrupt the, the rocketry business and you know if starship or really when starship is successful the 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 cost disparity between that and a boeing or a ula is just going to be impossible to ignore you continue going through these disruptive moments uh that whose momentum appears to uh be increasing uh if we thought the fud from 2017 2018 2019 was bad in my opinion just you wait because I think that is going to get the louder it's ever the loudest it's ever been because these forces aren't going to go from oh Tesla is gaining a lot of influence we need to kill it before it gets big it's going to move to oh my goodness we are actually going to fail like we're going to go bankrupt our businesses are going to uh, go away the interest that we had in those in, uh, businesses is going away and there's a singular force that's taking it and you think about all those different connections those businesses have to those forces and the amount of influence they have in the media and politicians and lobbyists, you know, in the United States and around the globe, I feel like Twitter is going to be so incredibly important for Elon to have as a platform to talk directly to the people when this shitstorm is happening around him, you know, and that's yeah. and that's one thing that has me not concerned, but I can I can see. I can see where Twitter falls within that as well, you know, and, and Elon has sort of alluded to uh, direct democracy where he wants a, a platform where, or uh, some way for people to vote directly about decisions instead of having representatives and like Twitter polls appear to be the best way to do that. As long as you have some sort of like verification step where the user is verified to be a real human and it's the person that's voting. Right. So theoretically mm. you could see that for that as well. But I think the, like, I don't know if you watch, uh, have you watched Succession at all? It's a show on HBO. I don't know if, if that's something you guys uh, uh, watch over there. It's uh, it's about a media giant um, that uh, controls the narrative of, of the United States and they have other powers that are trying to uh, like uh, control the narrative. Like this Twitter move to me feels like 
a move like that where Elon is like, okay, I need to, uh, I need to control the narrative around truth. I need to control the mm. narrative about what's really going on and what's going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah th that to me seems like a, it's almost like he has to buy Twitter or he has to have a platform to be able to yeah. tell the truth because the FUD is going to be 10 X in my opinion. I don't know yeah. if you agree, but it's going to get really ugly. Yeah, I think so because he, he's disrupting so big industries. Uh, they're going to fight and they have a lot of money and a lot of power. But, yeah. and I think, you know, if he didn't have Twitter, how would anybody know the truth, as you say? Because yeah. the thought has, or well, the mainstream media has not really been very truthful uh, about what's going on. It's always been in a negative uh, way, also because that sells better. But, but they they also, you know, maybe not uh, paid by some of these guys, but we don't know. Uh, but it just seems like how can they get that out of what Elon said uh, in that earnings call or whatever? Yeah. So I think it's it's important to have something that is the truth because it seems like mainstream media in many countries anyway are not very truth worthy is they they say what they're getting paid to do and whatever who's paying the media who pays their bill they're going to be pro them no matter who they are or what they stand for so i think it's a good thing also if we look into the far future and we're talking about colonizing mars and stuff like that uh, again we have to figure out what are a society going to look like there and what other mainstream media what are, what kind of media are we talking through to each other on that planet because i think mass is going to be very exciting in that case that we can kind of restart society we have to build it up from the ground we don't have this whole mess of a hundred thousand years of uh, human uh, evolution and that's going on it's just a fresh start and we do not want to bring all the mess we have here and i think a platform of free speech where the truth is told maybe some uh what do we call not bitcoin but their system behind it blockchain um, blockchain, blockchain yeah. exactly like they, they, there is a truth that it cannot be denied and, mm. and all that kind of thing so i think all this is huh. so exciting about uh, you know um restarting society on a new planet because we can do it from scratch but if we have some new technologies that is better than what we have before like right now we have currency but that's all backed up by debt and it's like ah, just so messy yeah. <laughs> and if we can restart that that they have their own currency or whatever or maybe they don't need currency because they have human robots to do and then you just live up there and be part of society and whatever it might be but i think it's important to do these kind of things that elon is doing here also with twitter to have freedom of speech and i think the blockchain technology or whatever is going to be the next step the next evolution of that anyway that that we have something that is the truth of things that you yeah. can lie about and manipulate. Uh, I think if we can make something that can can be part of that, and we can restart a whole new civilization on Mars to show how good it can be, maybe we can also change down here on Earth. Yeah. So it's like Mars becomes like society beta for Earth almost. You yeah. Know, exactly. In a That's way. Like. Yeah. It's uh, interesting society point two or whatever we can yeah. call it. And that can be place where we can learn from if we can actually do it better than we've done before. Wow. Because it's it, just, I, I, I can, 
I can see it's, it's difficult to change things because everything is so, you know, messy with politics yeah. and how the, everything is built. It's not something you can just change overnight, but if you have a blank canvas and can start from scratch with a whole new civilization, a Mars, maybe it could be the showcase of look how they're doing on Mars. Yeah. I know there could be some, you know, it could also be some bad things about that, but, but it could be like a showcase. So that's how we're supposed to do it. Look how they're doing that. Look how they use a different kind of currency and they have a freedom of speech and blah, blah, blah. And they all just get along kind of, you know, there's no borders. Yeah. There's no 10 countries on, on Mars. It's just Mars. It's just humanity. It's just humanity. Yeah. I think that would be so interesting. And I think, we could learn so much of watching that because right down here is all politics. So yeah. every time it's like, yeah, he's just saying that because he wants the votes for next, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's always about money and, and power down here yeah. on earth. And, and I think um, the cool thing about Elon is that he don't care about money and power. He just, he's there for the mission. And that's yeah. why he's the best candidate for starting that, up there, as he said, he he don't want to, you know, it's not it's not going to be Elon Land up there. He he he's, he has some suggestions if people want them, but yeah. it's going to be the people on Mars that's going to decide how it's it's going to be be done, right? So yeah. Yeah. Wow. The, like the, 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 the literal uh, analogy that came to mind for me is Earth civilization is like a Ford and GM. You know, it's like you have all yeah. these like <laughs> layers of politics and suppliers and debt that's like weighing the company Culture. down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Legacy auto is Earth and then Mars is going to be Tesla. You know, it's like this is how yeah. we're going to do it. Dude, yeah. like it's so crazy. Look how fast we can do things <laughs> and how good it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I think. Like, like the more I dive into the old legacy automakers, the more I think, oh my God, they screwed. How are they yeah. ever going to get out of this? Because it's so, also just, the, I made a video about winding down the the ICE engine because mm. out of line, uh, what John McElroy or something, uh, an US journalist, auto journalist for the years, has, he also talked with a guy who said he was winding down the, the engine from, I can't remember the car, but it was a low, low volume sports okay. car. And it was almost impossible for them to wind down that engine because the supplier, they had to tell the supplier, this is going to go out of business, but we still need the supplies because we also have some warranty. And like, and yeah. that was a low volume computer and they couldn't hardly figure out how to do that. Yeah. Now you have like these big automakers with 10 million cars that have to wind down all those engines. And yeah. tell the suppliers, by the way, in 10 years, yeah, you're not going to have any business, but we still need you to give us supply. So it's just so messy and it's just yeah. so difficult for them. And I feel very sorry for them because also the culture they're stuck in is just Tesla has started something, like you say, it's mass, you know, it's something completely new, built from the ground up. It's not even the same way they, you know, they reinvented the, the production line from Toyota and Ford and all that, what they did. And it's something totally new that can't just be retooled or refitted in the old factories. It's a completely new yeah. culture and set of rules they built, a paradigm shift. And and I think that is a very good uh, thing. You're you, um, making the connection there with like, the old guys, especially the big old guys, are really in big trouble because it's so difficult to change this. And like if we take that up on the grains, Again, grain, the 
grand scale, like Earth and the society we build here, like we can't just unwind that like overnight or yeah. like we have to all agree in different countries. But I want that and you want this. Where did my money go? And oh. but it's a freaking mess. Do, it's going to be a nightmare. We can't, you know, just change this. Yeah. But if we can have a showcase on Mars that can show us how good it could actually be, see, that's the way forward. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. And yeah. we could maybe be more united as a, like you say, on Mars, it's just humans. It's, you know, there are no borders or colors or whatever. It's just society of human yeah. race uh, expanding its consciousness down in the stars and it's just such a noble thought and down here we just one big mess <laughs> yeah. so hopefully that could be like a yeah have you ever read the book the innovator's dilemma no no okay that is a book i read it back in um 2015-ish and i reread it again this year, I think. And it, it talks, it was written in, I want to say the late nineties or early two thousands. I forget exactly when it was written, but it talks about the, uh, legacy companies. So like, say, think back Nokia or Xerox, like these, uh, behemoths of, uh, industry when they get disrupted, like it's, it's guaranteed failure. Cause they're stuck in this position, like exactly what you just, just described where winding down their existing, um, products and replacing them with the disrupting product is an impossible mission because mm. it, the, you'll just, you'll, you just can't the politics, the politics and um, the complexity of doing that is one thing, but then just shifting away from a profitable product to what's going to be an unprofitable product. When you have all those obligations to the supply chain and your know, investors is an impossible thing. And um, yeah. if you've never read it, I, I, I do recommend it. Uh, Innovators dilemma. Uh, I think the author is uh, his last name is Chris. Christensen, I believe, um, fascinating book, okay. but like, that's the, that's the book that I always come back to. And what, what I hope happens, like, <clears throat> as we're talking through this like thing and, um, and by the way, I, I know you, uh, I don't want to keep you for too long either. Cause I know it's nighttime there for you. So maybe we'll go for another 15, 20 oh, minutes no if you're comfortable with that. Um, yeah, I just sure. want to check in. Um, what's very interesting. It's like, I hope everybody reads that book that like you fully understand what's going on. I, I understand Tesla community understands what's going on, but I feel like the rest of the population should really understand what's going on here because for GM, VW, BMW, Mercedes, name all these car companies, unless they do something ridiculously drastic. And in my opinion, Volkswagen is the closest one to doing that right now, I think, just because of how Deese is stalking and the movements that they're making. Unless you do something like that and take it up two, three X and then execute perfectly, you will die you will mm. die. It's going to be impossible to, to survive in my opinion. And so I think getting mm. that story out to everybody of like, Hey, everything's failing, everything's failing. And you're doing a really good job with that. Cause I see your videos around how the like, legacy auto has no chance. And you know, they're going down a downward spiral, but like, where is mainstream e media saying this? Where is the U S politicians yeah. saying this? We have, we have, where are the German, you know, I talked to somebody from Germany. Uh, his name's Jan on uh, Monday, I think. Was it this week? I don't even remember last week. I think it was my days are so mixed up where he talks about how the German bureaucracy, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it seems like people from that country would rather fall on their sword than admit that their companies are doing something wrong, that they're not taking 
taking the right steps. This is a gigantic problem because you have people mm. are going to lose their jobs. <laughs> We're going to have you want you want a recession <laughs> or a depression. That's how it happens. You know, that's how yeah. it happens. It's the legacy auto failing. It's these car companies that are not going to be there anymore. And I feel like even as like, um, you know, I'm in the Tesla community, but like, I want these car companies to succeed. It's going to spell complete doom if, if these car companies don't figure out how to survive, because at least for say short, medium term, there's going to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that are going to suffer dramatically from this change, you know? And I'm curious, yeah. like if, if enough people are, are thinking about this and my gut tells me, no, like, I don't, I think barely anybody, like people are just getting turned to the idea of Tesla becoming a real automotive company but they don't understand that the flip side of that is that everybody else goes away. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's being grasped, you know? No, no, exactly. And I really think it's, it's, um, because I talk to my friends about it, but I don't talk too much about Tesla <laughs> too, right. because it's just like, ah, oh, because they have so many ideas about, yeah, but they're big and have a lot of money. They'll be just fine. Yeah, so was Nokia and Blockbuster and Kodak and all these exactly. guys. Exactly. But, but they, because what Tesla is doing is not just changing. Um, it, it's they're making something completely different. And the and the the, the, the comparison they're always using is because they are a software company and and the car is going to be pretty much software in the future, and that's going to set it apart from other cars because as Elon says, everybody's going to have a full self driving car. We're going to have electric, but they can be producing them because they have production down but also the software and i always use the narrative that is talk, talking to a carpenter and telling him by the way now you gotta make software instead of houses like mm -hmm. what i'm not a software kind of guy no no but mm -hmm. that's what you have to do now and you have to do it fast because it's impossible other guys are coming and they it's not gonna happen and we always see this in disruptive uh, technologies like when disruption comes, you can keep doing what you always have been doing, but that technology is going away. And that is pretty much what we see. We also see this with companies that are getting disrupted. They usually have their best years just before they die mm. because they try so hard to stay alive. So they work harder and faster and do what they know how to do the best and take it up a notch. So BMW and Mercedes will probably have some beautiful years now and this year. And, um, okay, we have some problems with supply chains and other stuff, but we yeah. usually see them bloom just before they die because they're trying the hardest they can to survive, but they're just doing what they always have done, just a little bit harder so their business grow, but then suddenly the whole thing is, is uh, the, the rock is pulled away underneath them because their business just going to disappear. And, and that's the from. worst kind of signal you want to send too. like, Hey, look, look how great I'm doing. And then you're yeah. gone. Right. We're growing. Here we go. Yes. But it's still ice cars. You wow. who cares about your growth in ice cars? It's going to be gone in 10 years time. So, so I think this is also, I think we could, there's so many things combining here. We have COVID and now supply chain issue and chip shortage and all this stuff kind of hiding the collapse that is going yeah. on right now, because we do see it. If you just look at the numbers, ice cars are collapsing uh, and people just don't believe that the EVs will catch on so fast, but we have already seen Norway do it in 10 years time. Boom. They go from zero to 90% to new cars, electric and everything else in Europe is a much steeper curve. Like 
uh, Norway's adoption rate of EV was pretty linear. It was mm. fast in 10 years only, but it was pretty linear. And everything we see now in Germany is like, boom, it's just going Oof. straight up like a rocket. And I think people are not ready for it. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I really think uh, people are not seeing what is going on because people don't really, if you're not like us and you think this is fun to dive into, people don't know this and people don't realize this because why would they care? Uh, so they don't understand what's going on, in, in my opinion. Also because mm-hmm. the mainstream media don't talk about it because yeah. that would not be good for their, you know. Who people that pay them the exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their pocketbook it, that's probably, yeah yeah exactly we're gonna so, give you a hundred thousand dollars to tell everyone we're failing here you go you know yeah, it's yeah, like that's never go. gonna happen uh, not gonna wow happen. <laughs> man so so, so, I, so i really don't think people understand it yeah like, and that's also why i want to make a youtube channel about it yeah i i i'm curious like we have tesla earnings tomorrow which is going to be a uh I think in my, and I love to hear your opinion about this too, but I think it's going to be, we already know it's record units, but it's also going to be record revenue, record profits, record cash on hand. They're going to like, it's going to be blowout after blowout after blowout. You compare that to every other automaker's earnings that they're going to report and they're going to look freaking ugly. Like maybe, maybe they're not going to be unprofitable if they're smart about how they uh, control costs, but Tesla is going to be the one far and away best positioned from a financial standpoint and a growth standpoint. Every, every, literally every metric that would describe a business health, they're going to be by far and yeah. away the best automaker, period. And then probably one of the best technology companies with the best runway, right? So I hope, my hope is that with this report tomorrow and every automaker's sort of um, quarterly reports, we start seeing a shift in the mass media ran- narrative and the uh, main media narrative that says is not there's no longer oh tesla is becoming an ev darling it's like okay tesla is the only automaker <laughs> that looks like is performing good in this market and literally everybody else is, is losing money and i'm hoping that's what the narrative starts becoming so that starts instilling a sense of urgency in the water population you know and i think if people start talking more about hey did you see this report tesla is the only car company that posted a profit that's freaking weird you know when's that when's the yeah. last time that's happened that's has that ever happened before? I'm curious, but yeah, I'm curious to hear your opinions about like the, the, the earnings next tomorrow as well. Like, are you expecting that sort of level of achievements? And um, is there anything that, that you think is going to happen tomorrow that might, might surprise some people? Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises other than maybe even better financials that people expected because Tesla is getting better at what they do on a daily basis, as uh, Joe Justice has talked about also, and and you probably know by firsthand experience that they make the production line more efficient every single day or every week or whatever. But very often they make it better, and that's also why how they continue to get better cross margins because people thought they would be they are unstructurally unprofitable or whatever Bob Lutz and all the other guys said uh, for many, many years, they will never be unprofitable, uh, be profitable uh, because they, they don't earn money on their m- more expensive EVs. Mm. Uh, but because they're innovating and getting economy of scale as well and everything that has not worked for the auto industry before, but it works for Tesla because they have to make that innovation because they cannot make a living of selling parts and repairs and service and stuff like that. They have to make a living of selling that car 
And we have just heard Volkswagen saying they don't even earn money in South America selling ice vehicles. That's just insane. So uh, Tesla has innovated the way, and they are. I think the surprise is going to be that they just continue to to raise uh, the cross margin and the profits and the cash on hand because they seem to really become a very efficient, well-run machine, and uh, not just the little struggling Tesla car company that, that know how to do things. I think they are really laser focused right now and as even said it's all about scale this year because i said it in 2021 like at the end of 2021 people will get it because mm -hmm. they tesla is going to grow so much faster than everybody they're going to be profitable the whole year they can can have the short sellers anymore they say oh they can't make a profit anymore because that quarter was down or whatever it's going to be one year with full profit and they're going to be much more profitable than people think and they did exactly that so if yeah. people was following that that would be the case. People would see, okay, Tesla got it now. Okay, they're going to run for for the finish line, right? And and but I, tw I think twenty twenty two is going to, you know, even your everyday Joe on the corner don't hardly know who Tesla is. Is going to know at the end of this year that yeah. okay, Tesla because you can't hide it anymore, and that's why we see more and more even Wall Street analysts are getting higher higher ratings and getting more and more Tesla bulls instead of bears, and and we see this shift happening. Yeah, but I think it's going to be very clear. It's like you know tomorrow's earning call that they just continuing that strike upwards, that rocket they have lit uh, in 2020. I would say where the profits started coming and they just continue yeah. to do that. And we can see. I think the U.S. is the best example that we saw in in Q1 that everyone was down. Everyone was down except Tesla was yeah. up 93 percent it's like oh my freaking god yeah. it's like and they still have problems with uh, supply chain issues and stuff like that they're not unscorched by this so so Tesla is still struggling like right. you can say it's the best most difficult quarter they have ever had to do and they're still blowing it out of the water compared to the competition and yeah like Volkswagen that's down what is it 44 percent in Q1 it's like yeah oh man they are just collapsing and what's, what's crazy about that, too, is like you would think supply chain expertise is something legacy auto would be experts at because that's literally how they make their money. Yet the newcomer Tesla is figuring out how to do that better than them already, plus all the other technological and, and innovation advancements that they have as well. So it's not they're playing the old game really well and the new game as well. So it's like, what, what do the old guys have? That's, it makes everybody else look so silly. Like, that's the thing that I like, yeah. that, that shocks me is like, where, where is Ford's, like, what are they good at? And I, I don't mean to shit on the company. Apologies to anybody. No. Honestly, like that is not my intention at all. Like, but like, no, yeah. if you look at the numbers, like that's honestly what's happening. Like guys, like what's going on here? You know, the, the leaderships of yeah. these companies and I know Jim Farley and Herbert Deese have come out and really mm -hmm. started to say, Hey, we're not the best. We are behind Tesla. We have to figure out how to make it happen great toyota nissan everybody else needs to have the same exact tone because i don't understand what you're better at than tesla period period yeah. you have nice commercials great cool very yeah. <laughs> very good you know you pay your actors well you know okay cool that's that's a great yeah. thing but what does that mean to the product you know i think i think for tomorrow the thing that might surprise people and i've been thinking about this a little bit so those price increases that tesla has been doing uh in q1 like they did you know price increase after price increase i don't think those were reactive i think those were proactive i think they did that mm -hmm. in preparation 
for any additional um, cost increases because of inflation or the supply chain tightening up for the rest of the year. So I think yeah. if if that becomes true, to your point, I think the the margins in Q1 are going to be like so spectacular. I think I don't think people are are prepared. I mean, there I think it's going to be well above thirty percent, well above thirty percent. And then you got the higher mix of X and S coming in as well. It's going to be it's yeah. going to be very surprising. We'll see if it becomes true or not. But I do think that's going to be interesting, yeah. very interesting to watch. For sure. Yeah. And I, and I really think it's, it's like you say, what, what are they doing at the legacy automakers? But I, because I also get comments like, do you really think you know more about this than Ford and GM and their You might. Honestly, like, you might. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, may, um, because I sometimes they, they make me doubt myself. Like, no, of course not. How, how can I know? Lars, you, know, you might. <laughs> exactly. Like, but they don't seem to understand it. And, and yeah. I made videos about the whole paradigm shift and the paradigm paralysis that people get when they are getting disrupted. Yep. But they don't see the data. It's physically impossible for them to do so. And I think that's what's going on. That yeah. they, they, they are stuck in their old ways and they are stuck in their culture and they are stuck in all the way they do things. And yeah, they cannot see a way out of this or they can't even see the numbers like gm is and i think you know <laughs> telling man, them man that is a the world leaders in the EV race like, like what, what what the hell yeah oh. that that to this day i made a whole uh my april fool's joke video was a gm bought tesla for uh like i forget what it was 420 billion or something or 690 billion or something <laughs> that was my april fool's joke and mary barra oh, nice. was and, and i and i rickrolled everybody so that was uh that was my joke you know but yeah it's it's such a weird thing um all right let's uh let's finish up with a couple of fun questions uh how's that sound you up for a little game yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So these are uh, these are just you know simple questions, but then we're also going to drop one big question at the end, which is going to be more philosophical in nature. We already kind of talked about it, but I, I like to ask uh, a lot of my guests these questions. So we'll start with something simple. Um, how how do you like your eggs cooked? Uh, scrambled. Scrambled. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I go between like. I, I really like it when I, and this, I know we're talking about eggs, but like, I just, I'm passionate about how I make my <laughs> eggs. Uh, I always crack them open and then I, I let it cook for a little bit. And then I mix the yolk into the whites sometimes so that it's kind of like uh -huh. a weird scramble. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of, I like the way that's, that's cooked. And I don't see a lot of people cooking it that way. Like I, I, I wait halfway, oh. then I break the yolk, you know, and then I mix uh, it. Okay. Yeah. It's not yeah, like fully scrambled. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we go. You're welcome, everybody. This, that's how I, I make my eggs. Um, uh, coffee or, yes, yes, it's delicious. Um, and then you got to wait. Don't put salt and pepper on right away. You want to wait like maybe like 30 seconds before it's fully cooked, then add the salt and pepper because otherwise the salt will break it okay. down earlier than it should. So anyway, I, I watch YouTube videos about eggs. I don't know. I'm weird. Um, awesome. <laughs> uh, coffee or tea? Which one do you prefer? Coffee. 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 Have you been drinking coffee yeah. for a long time? Uh, yeah, since I was 12 or 13 or something like that. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, my wife and I just started, um, we started grinding our beans uh, and making coffee mm. like that. Dude, it's so much better. It's so much better. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever done it like that. My God, it's so much yeah. fresher. Yeah. Yeah, um, Okay. Uh, l what do you think the stock price will be for Tesla by the end of 2022? December 31st, 2022, what's Tesla stock price? Not investment uh, advice, just um, for fun. 
not investment advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be about 2,500. Okay. Because and I think, yeah, I think because I think people are going to realize what's going on in 2022. Everybody's crashing and Tesla's just shooting straight up. There's going to be some Chinese coming as well, but you know, from Tesla against the legacy automakers, they're going to see, okay, they don't have a chance. They're going to grow faster than they are. And yeah. So I think Tesla is going to have a huge momentum because they can see, oh, damn, they can actually do what they say they will. And yeah. they can actually grow this fast. And the two new big factories are hardly, you know, rammed up yet. They have so much potential. And I think people are going to start realizing, oh, man, they are the biggest going to be the biggest car company the biggest battery maker you know <laughs> yeah. and i think they're going to get some huge valuation for that and the crazy thing about that price target too is like you, we, we've been talking for how much like an hour over an hour and a half now we haven't talked once about full self-driving mm. and that is right around the yeah. corner and that is like yep. a gigantic lever you know for that price target yeah. too yeah exactly so if elon is right this time because yeah. that's actually my pet from when I started my channel. I think I did it in, in 2019 or at least in 2020. I, I said, I believe in at, by the year of 2022, so by the end of this year, we would have a full self-driving car. We will maybe not be allowed to drive anywhere, but Tesla would have a full self-driving car. Okay. So hopefully, Elon's yeah. right this time. They should hire you. You should, should develop right. the freaking full self-driving <laughs> program. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going to be the guesser. <laughs> <laughs> you guess it better than he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's funny. Um, all right. And then uh, last question before we wrap up. Uh, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but I'm curious if you have any other takes on this. What do you think is humanity's purpose? Uh, I think it's uh, if I could remember the quote from Star War, uh, Star Trek, I would I would use that to go explore. Uh, uh, I think that's very much in our nature. We have seen this through the through many many centuries that we cannot sit still and just be in our little box in in whatever country we're in. We have uh, gone all over this planet and we want to go to Mars and beyond that. So I think we the that we are explorers and that's our purpose to figure out all the answers to or maybe figure out what questions to ask <laughs> would be yeah. uh the right one to say um and get out there and find out what's actually going on the thing beautifully said <laughs> yeah beautifully said man thank you very much lars thank you so much for taking the time uh really appreciate it in case in case nobody knows uh your channel and socials and stuff you want to plug your channel and all, all all your socials and anything else you want to plug as well uh yeah i have best in tesla youtube channel that's mainly what i do i try to be a little more on the social media but as i said i do it myself so hard to find the time so you can find me on twitter at Tesla best uh, and my YouTube channel best in Tesla. That's pretty much uh, where you'll find me the most. 
Awesome. Well, Lars, thanks again, man. Really appreciate you. I super enjoyed this conversation. You, You're welcome. Son. Welcome back anytime. I feel like some of those topics, man, we could have gone in like way deeper. Like we could have made this thing into like a freaking five hour conversation. I'm like, for the sake of, <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. both of us, let's make this yeah. like an hour and a half ish. And then we'll have a part yeah. two some other time, you know, or part three or part four. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. I, I could talk for hours here. It's been yes. really enjoyable. Thank you. Same, so much, man. Bro. I'll bring a beer next time. That, that way we can share a yeah, beer together definitely. as well. That'd be awesome. Thank you, man. <laughs>